part one was an absolute blinder. Just wait till you hear part two. Here it is. Well, I think um, I'm surprisingly talked about music for way, way longer than I thought. So what else is there to talk about? So we we'll move on. What else are we going to go? What else are we going to I see you there. That's Simon, everyone. So Simon's gone and please welcome Luke Hotrod, everyone. Who's signed to see him? So it's worth mentioning for anybody that doesn't know that you had another career, which was in... Um, I don't know what you're on about. Pornography. <laughs> Suddenly, is it? No, that's just, that's just me pretending I'm somebody else. <laughs> a career in pornography or blue movies or... <laughs> blue movies? What? I don't know. That's what Graham would have called it in the same Wasn't, that, wasn't that the ice cream man that, where they used to sell like dodgy movies and his ice cream man, you called him Blue uh, Ray? Blue <laughs> Ray. That's where I arrived from, right? My, my mate... Um, they Fucking, had like... Honestly. My, my mate's gran, gran and granddad had a shop. They were like really religious and that. So they... But their son ran like another part of the <coughs> shop and they didn't know he was selling like pornos out the back. So they buy, it was weird. It was like a corner shop where you get your newspapers and shit, but it also sold car parts. So it'd sell like car stereos and hubcaps. Well, have you ever, been, have ever, have ever been to see, this is the funny, I used to live in Roca Seafront and in, in Roca, there's a little music shop just up the street from where I used to live. That one side of the shop was yeah. acoustic guitar string. And the other side of the shop was fish. <laughs> <laughs> so you go buy it. It's called the Aquarium Guitars or something. Amazing. It's still there now. You can go and you can pick it. I mean, it's just one of them, like old, yeah, a bit like the one in uh, Steel Town up there. Just a, yeah, a small so acoustic stuff, yeah. you know. That you know they sell bits and pieces. A lot of it's like random brands. But then the, you walk through an archway. It's same shop. You go through the same door, and it's fish tanks and fish. Yeah. Oh shit! I'd like a fucking. That could have been way worse because I thought you meant. Guitars, and then the other bit was a fishmonger. No, no, not like gold fishing. No, no, gold for tanks. Oh, right. oh, no, like, so, like an Aquarius. Oh, aquarius I thought you meant like getting a, pa- like a, a side of salmon or something. That's what I, I thought. Like, I'll, I'll some fast bread and a carp. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, can you stop playing? Can you stop playing there? Stay away to heaven. I've had a knuff. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh sorry, I'll stop. Oh, I'll stop. Wrong so, so place. This shop, my town, the, the parents who owned it were religious, like really, really religious people. And the son in the other side of the shop was selling hubcaps, and you go in and ask. <laughs> I think if you went into the other bit and asked for cheese and onion crisps, he went right. Oh, that yeah. was the code. Got and the secret box out. Go eye and you, you got your your porn out and that. Like, so. so how did you get? Let's let's come on. Anyway, how did you get into doing blue movies? Blue movies. <laughs> how did you get? You, man? I don't know why. I, yeah, I don't know why. How did uh, you get into that sort of industry anyway? Never, ever, ever. If I started about when I was twenty six years old, this is the easiest way to put it. If you'd asked me a 25 year old and said, next year you're going to do adult movies, whatever level you're going to do adult movies, I would have laughed in your face. Never wanted to look for it. Wasn't one of them that way. I'm, I'm interested in this. Never odd times as a kid. I think the first ever porn magazine I found in a, in a field with my mate when I was at school. Yeah, and it was 70, yeah. you know, big, huge bushes and, yeah. you know, all that time. It was a proper old 70s stuff. But never watched it. You know, in my grown-up age, it wasn't like now we go on the internet, you know what I mean? You had to sit till 12 o'clock to watch 10-minute free view of Television yeah, X. Yeah. And I was a kid, so I didn't do that, you know? So I never wanted to be, I never looked to be in it. But what happened basically is, I've got a friend, um, I'll not mention his name, he's a local He's a local photographer up here from Newcastle. And I'd, I, I'd asked him to do some music I was doing a, um, some band posters and some solo posters and I asked him if he'd come, and t- come to a gig and take some photographs of us on stage. Um, and from there, he says, oh, because of me tattoos and the quiff and the, you know, obviously I was young, I didn't have as much creases in my face and stuff like that. Um, he said, oh, uh, you'd look cool, I'm doing this tattoo modelling shoot. Right there. 
right? And that was the very first thing I ever done. Now, it wasn't adult. Hold on a minute. You haven't got a secret career here, Natalie. <laughs> but Natalie used to do some modeling. And she would, you know, she, would, she used to do a bit of modeling and she knew the same guy. And it was the very first thing was, it was just <laughs> like, literally like jeans, no top on, yeah. tattoos. You know, Natalie was, you know, jeans, underwear. It was, that was as simple as it was, right? right. And then there was a, right, so he, being a photographer, obviously, photographers don't take photographs of anything more than that. You know what I mean? It's that bit like us, we get asked to do a wedding, we get asked to do, we'll, we'll yeah. adapt. So he knew a girl called um, Lizelle Bailey. And now she was from London and she worked, well, she studied at Northumbria University and she be, they become very good friends. She actually managed the time bar. All right. Right. So, and this is a funny story, like, so managed the time bar. Now she had worked, worked, moved back down to London and started working for a porn company called Joy Bear, which is like an erotic, it's not a porn company. It's like an, it's like a, an adult's erotic movie company. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not designed for blokes going and knocking one out. It's designed for couples who are maybe having a dried spell and they're wanting something to zoos up that, yeah, yeah. that thing. And then she went to Television X. Now she decided she'd become a, a bit of a producer for had some big movies in that scene. She wanted to shoot a movie up in Newcastle because she'd spent a lot of time in Newcastle as a student. So she'd... In, in, Money from years ago, the old Ron Jeremy days, you know, they would get 50, 60, 100,000 pound budgets and it would be, you know, a lot of money. Well, obviously the modern world came in, net and camera, you know, so the, the budgets went down because people, when the digital era came, people weren't buying DVDs. It's a bit like records, you know, they don't make that money anymore for music because you're not actually buying an album for 15.99, you're buying one song for 89 pence. You know, so that was the same way the porn went, is people weren't buying DVDs, they weren't buying magazines, they were just going online and watching all the, the, the you know, the Nabsta versions of yeah, Nick yeah. porn. So the budgets went down. So what she did is, instead of bringing a whole crew with her, she said, right, I'm going to bring the performers, but I'm going to hire a photographer and a videographer from up here. Because it means they didn't have to put them up in hotels, yeah. didn't have to pay for it, you know, with all that. So she came up and she, she'd had a chat, and, and I'd done some other stuff, I'd done a, a couple of self-modeling stuff, but Chris, and anyway, he turned around and he says, I've been asked to do this thing. It's, um, we're looking, they're looking for, uh, it's a movie. They're looking, he didn't mention it porn. He just went, it's a movie and I'm doing the photography for it. It's going to be shot up in Newcastle. It's about students living in Newcastle. All the, the reason they've done students is because the porn performers are all from down south. So the accents, yeah, they yeah, couldn't, yeah. they couldn't, so they tied it in with students yeah. and it was shot in, uh, heat. Um, and they went, what they've been asked for is if a couple of, if I knew any couple of perform, like, um, Geordie people, a girl and a guy who would be in his extras. And they turned around and he'd asked her and said, well, what type of guy do you want? What type of girl? And she said, be great if I could have a, a more mature student who can come and act the whole movie, but just be a, a B-roll extra. Maybe he's a musician. Um, He's one of the musicians that he doesn't really want to be at university because he wants an education. He just wants the free money and drink and be able to go out and play gigs. So that was how it was presented to me. You're going to be a mature student. In that time, I was, I was 26 and a lot of these performers were like early 21, 22. Um, you're going to be this role. Would you do it? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, by the way, let you know, it's an adult movie for television. Next. I says, well, as long as I'm only doing a bit, uh, no one's going to see it. You know what I mean? I'm not bothered. So I thought, all right, you'll get paid for it. So, she came up, had a chat. She actually used my apartment for the very first scene um, on in Roker Seafront. She used just says, can I hire the apartment off you to do this other scene? Because I remember hiding with all the rest of the crew in the bedroom, all sitting, being quiet, like you know, right, in the bedroom. Yeah. And they're in the living room shooting the scene with a, what was classed as a, a, a student lecturer 
and the pupil. Um, so they made your apartment to look like a fucking like a. No, what it was is this supposedly the, the lecturer was friends of this uh, student's parents, oh, right. and they wanted them. They were moving into this new apartment. Hold on, sorry. What was the movie called? Fresh as. Look you might not find it because Television X and Adult Channel, the only two that don't really, you might find some pictures, but they don't do much on the internet. They keep right. it to I've themselves. got this woman, Lazeal Bailey here. She's got some uh, yeah. good credits, like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so come on. My wife is a whore being one of them. Aye, that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, my cousin is a whore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Television. Oh, 40 years old, my wife with no panties. That's another Have classic. you typed in uh, television? No. Like, oh. Television X. Fresh as porn or something like that. And you might get a picture. You'll not see video, but you'll, you might get an odd picture. Right, anyway, so. So, Ad says, well, they're fair enough. So they used me apartment. The whole thing was about, the, they'd ask the student who, you know, went to the same university, you go around and help them move some, move some bits and pieces. So that was the way it was. And that was so the, the higher by apartment. That was what it was. So what they'd said to me, my main scene, I was meant to be like, they hired a house in Heaton, like a student house where everybody stayed in the shot. And mine was just, I was sitting in the background where they're doing a bit of acting before they would go off to you because they'd done a scene in Northumbria University. Okay. They hired a, a, one of the classrooms to do a, a yeah. scene. Oh, and they knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They, they, they'd done all sorts. They went all over the place. My, so I was, I was, my, my role was you'll get paid. All I want you to do is in the house scenes, we're going to have an odd few parties and, you know, setting the movie yeah, yeah. up. You just be in the background, drinking a can of lager, sitting, playing a guitar, yeah. and they'll, well, so they'll ask you odd questions. We'll not set it up. We'll just ask you, just answer the way you would answer. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was just like, oh, what are you doing with the night? Are you going out for a drink? Oh, no, I've got a gig down and such and such. Yeah. Are you coming? You know, while drinking a car. I was sort of like the bad influence on the on the students. I would be like, oh, yeah, man, let's go and, have, go and get the cans in, you know, let's yeah. go and get a curry. Oh, no, I've got to go, I've got to go and revise. No, oh, sod that, man. However, that was my job and uh, my role. <laughs> and my main part was, and it's an advert for it, is we'll go to the time bar, right? And I'm in the corner of the time bar playing and they shoot some of that. And then we'll go outside to where the stage is and we'll sit on the bench where I think I was sitting with Gav yeah. on your gig. Mm -hmm. And we're out there smoking and drinking beers and they do the advert and the shoot and you can see the time bar. Right. So that was all I was for. And that's the way it was. So the first week went past. There you go, there's a picture of me there. That's in the house in Heaton. There's a at the back, right? There's me there. Nick. So the is on. Fucking hell, you look 10. Yeah. So that was it. We'll put a picture of that in the link, by the way. Apparently it's based on fresh that's meat. That's probably the only picture we can put on like there. It was like a piss take Yeah, it was a fresh, fresh, fresh piss take of fresh meat. Yeah, that's oh, what it was. So basically what had happened is, they've done all these things. Now, Television X, if they're going to do a girl-girl movie, they'll do a girl-girl movie, but they won't mix girl-girl and boy-girl movies because they found that their stats was, if you know, if you're going to do a girl-girl movie, do a girl-girl. If you're going to do a boy-girl movie, do that. You know what I mean? Like, don't mix two. So what had happened is, they were flying this famous porn guy in, Pascal White, great guy, lovely guy from... Um, France, where he was living. Well, Pascal liked to drink and other things, and he missed his flight. So again, with budgets, she turned around and went, he was one of them, he never had no money. Even though he was, he was successful, he'd spend it. Yeah. And he was like, they were like, well, we're not gonna pay for you to come back over, like, like you, you, it's your fault. Unless you pay for it yourself, we'll do something else. And I was in the house, they went to North America Uni to shoot a scene. And I was in the house, um, I think one of the makeup artists had went out because one of them brought a dog. So they went out for a walk. It was a nice summer's day. There was uh, a guy called Jay Riot who was dabbled it from the Northeast, dabbled it a few things. He'd gone off to do something with his, his wife at the time. And I'm in the house 
sitting waiting for them to come back to do some other acting b-roll parts and i had the two girls so the scene was meant to be the the lecturer from france and these two students the two girl students had had a fight the day before and that was the way the scene was the the go to the go in the classroom they're still fighting in the classroom and they get told off and get to ask to be kept afterwards mm-hmm. and that's where it went from there well he didn't turn up obviously i still didn't look as you can see in the photograph i didn't look like the age of a, of a lecturer so mm-hmm. they couldn't do that so i'm sitting in this house one of the girls picks up her phone lazelle had rang and said listen i'm really sorry but the scene tomorrow is going to be cancelled we'll have to work something out and the girls were like you know for all they make good money a lot of the, the, the female performers have got a lot of makeup, hair, you know, they've got to keep on top of it. So yeah. the money does get spent. They, you know, they didn't have loads of money. Um, so they really wanted the scene. If to them, that was a thousand quid each, yeah, they yeah. were going to lose. So I'm sitting there with these two girls chatting on. I'd already known them a week, you know, having a bit of banter. And they turned around to me and went, do you, could you do it? What? No. As a, how are you can do that? How am I going to lose my scene? And they're both sitting in tracksuit pants and hoodies, t-shirts, yeah. having their laptops in front of them, doing their own content and Twitter posts and, yeah. you know, advertising. And I was like, no, they were like, come on, you can do it. Come on, how am I going to lose it? Give it a try. We'll, 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 we'll get you, we'll, we'll ask, the, we'll, we'll pay to get your 24-hour test because you need a test, obviously, you yeah. do everything. Oh, we'll pay for that. that. Um, we'll ask if it can be pushed back the scene. And, nah, nah. and I, for three, four hours, I did nope, nope, not me, not into it. Didn't want nothing to do with it. Next thing you know, one of them goes upstairs, comes down in bloody underwear. Next one's chewing our laptop round and showing what do you think of this picture and our boobs are out, you know. And obviously I was a single guy. I was, you know, 26 year old. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, girls, man, stop it. And the next thing you know, they start kissing. They, do, they were doing it to wind us up. They were yeah. doing it to see if it would arouse us in any way to see, ah, well, you could do that. That was, that was, that was a bit of a, a, a game to them. And I'm sitting on a chair. The two of them come over, sit next to us. And I'm like, they're, they're there fooling around with each other. I'm sitting there, I'm going, girl, and they go, no, just stay there. And they're just winding up, but I'm there, absolutely. Uh, I'm sitting there, f- quite uncomfortable, to be really honest. I mean, to be honest, the, the way you're saying it, that, that doesn't sound okay to me. Well, I don't think that would be okay. It if, was that, not, if the roles were reversed, that would be fucking pretty. It wasn't in a, it was, it was always, it was always in a jokey way. They never yeah. like really, you know, it was just, they were just having a bit of banter just mm-hmm. to see if I would react to it mm-hmm. in whatever way, whether I was like, oh, girls, that's fun to watch, or whether it was just like, no, I'm standing up yeah. walking out of the room, yeah. you know. Try and testing the water. It was just testing the water. And then, you know, as I said, I was a single lad. I was in my, in my 20s. Now, growing up, I was bullied. Mm-hmm. I was the only one in school with long hair, wearing Nirvana t-shirts and Dr. Martens, wearing everybody's wearing Berghouse coats, you know, wearing rock boards on, listening to rave music. I was a guitarist, nerd. I was bullied. I was told I was gay. I'd never get a girlfriend. I'd, minute the school let we'll finish school they were all going to pin us down and cut my hair off mm-hmm. and i was really bullied i had lots of fights at school because i was bullied yeah um and then i was very skinny now i was in karma as, as you know the band and i was in a band full of lads who were in their 20s and developed and i was an 18 year old kid i used to wear a pair of tracksuit pants under my jeans to make my legs look bigger i used to wear three pairs of socks so i could wear bigger shoes wow. i used to wear a t-shirt with a, a, a jumper then a hoodie over the top to make us feel like yeah, yeah. I felt because i was really skinny i was like you know and then i started getting a few tattoos and that sort of made us feel a bit more confident and then i met somebody and i settled down um i got married and she had she 
cheated on us. Now, Lefebvre fell pregnant with a 60-odd-year-old bloke, boss from work. Now, you can imagine somebody who's been told that you're bullied, you're never going to get a girlfriend, you're gay, they're this, that, and the other. I was skinny, I was playing with a band where all the lads were getting the girls and I wasn't. Yeah. They were coming toward us and go, wow, you're a great player. But that's as much it was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any really major sex experience. I had one girlfriend, then I met the woman that I married. And then, imagine that. And you were too hot. And, and then I got, no, no, yeah. then I got, I got cheated on. From with a sick, and then I mean, Graham's a good looking bloke for being in his 60s and he dresses well. This guy was 25 Clem, right. right? 25 Stone, and looked like your typical granddad. Yeah, yeah. And this girl's a 28 year old good looking lass. And I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? My yeah, confidence yeah. went through the floor. It crushed it. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting asked to do a couple of, because I had the tattoos and the quiff before David Beckham and the glasses. I'm getting asked to do, you know, with, with people like Natalie, who's a good looking girl, and, you know, doing, and, and modeling shoots. And I was doing, I was modeled for the Metro Center, doing back this school clothes and all of that. Oh, thank God. It started to, uh, <laughs> it started to, to, to build my confidence back up. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, I'm getting these two girls mm-hmm. in the early 20s turning around to us going, come on. And you know, I'd never had a, a threesome. I'd never done anything like that. Yeah. I was very vanilla. And then, as I said, the whining is up. Next thing you know, blood starts pumping. Blood starts pumping. And one of them was like, ooh, I sit around in shorts. I'm like you, I, I'm, this is, you were wearing what I wear yeah, every yeah. day. And I had a pair of baggy shorts on. And obviously I didn't know if I was well endowed or I wasn't well endowed. I didn't go around again because of my confidence the way I was. You know, and back in my day, if you went to a toilet and had any type of banter or looked at a bloke's willy, they would start a fight. It's yeah. different nowadays. You can get in, you can do that. You know, oh, you have a laugh. But now, but then, Graham, you would confirm it. You were classed as, as gay. Oh, uh, it was the wrong thing to do. You would stand at the you would like that looking forward. Yeah. You weren't even like if you, anybody called you gay back then. It was like an insult. I don't know how days yeah, things have exactly. changed. Yeah. It was like yeah. So obviously blood started pumping, <laughs> and one of the girls went, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "What?" They were like, "That looks a decent size." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I don't know." And they were like, "How am I sure?" I was like, "No, no, no, no." And then eventually they were just like, they were like, oh, man, you do, that would be great. Especially your first scene. We'll help you through it. They tell yeah. us all the time. We'll get the other lads to give you the Viagra. We'll tell you what to do. We'll make sure that there's only the producer, which is a woman. And Lizelle was not a bad looking woman in that sense. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't like your old nana holding the camera or direct. Yeah, yeah. And then the cameraman, who's a very famous uh, cameraman for Brazzers now. And it was him, a guy called Dick Bush. That was his name. Right? So, they, so, I, yeah, so yeah, eventually, yeah. after I mean, me, after, after getting a bit of wood and the girls coming over and going, they didn't do anything or touches, nothing happened yeah. there, but it was almost like, they were like, how are you? So they were like, just pull your pants, just like, like that, stretch out the trouser so we can see. And they were like, it's a decent size, that man, you'd easily be able to do it. The guy, Pascal, for all he's a famous, it's not about the size of it. The only yeah. reason porn guys have bigger willies is just so you can see these are on a camera. Because if you're bending somebody over for the angles you need for a cameraman, if you've got something small, mm-hmm. there's a there's there's a less gap between your grind and the girl's butt to see where yeah, it's going yeah. in now. So that's why they're bigger. And it's just a fantasy thing of, you know, oh, it looks good. But it, it doesn't mean you can't be a performer if it's small. Yeah. Yeah. You've just got to work differently, I guess. So anyway, so we're doing that. And I was like, I tell you what, I'll give it a try, mm-hmm. but I want to get out close. So the director came so that, back. So does that mean that so you can, if you don't like it, you can get rid of it? Well, no. I, if I, if it, well, what basically happens, I say, I want to get out of clothes. So if I don't, if I, if I, I don't want to struggle, I don't want to make myself look like a dick yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So 
Lizelle came back and she went outside for a cigarette. The two girls ran outside. Next thing you know, she comes to the window and she says, come here, Simon. So I goes outside, so would you give it a go? She was right. The girls have said they'll pay. And at the time, it was something like 400 not quid for a test, for a 24-hour mm-hmm. test. So they went, get your test done. We'll, we'll call them now. You'll go over the next two days. You'll get it back within 24 hours. And what we'll do is we'll have a chat with you over the next week and we'll put the scene at the end of the week. So we'll And are they like talking you through how, because I'm assuming... You're not just thinking, oh, I'm going to have sex with these two nights. But are they talking you how talking you through how how it's going to be? And well, how that's it's not like well, that was the get out. You're not just going to hunt them. You, yeah, you, you have to do this. Work. Yeah, there's angles. This, that, yeah. yeah. Well, this before all of that, the get out clause was to say, right, what we'll do is we'll change the scene. Them two have had their argument because we've already shot that. But instead of we're going to a class room and doing it where they are, they're going to sit on the sofa. One sitting on the sofa watching the telly. The other one comes in. Listen, I think, well, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have been shouting at you like yeah. that. Disagreement. You're in the shower. A lot of the student houses, big terrace houses, the showers are through the bath, both of the kitchen downstairs, aren't they? So yeah. I, the, the, the scene was just, she says, what, what we'll do is you come out the shower, you walk through the kitchen, which is open plant in the living room, and you see these two girls, and they're, they're saying sorry to each other, and then they start getting it all together, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I wish I had a body like yours. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, look at them boobs. They're great. Oh, them, them fault. You know, that tip, that was the way they set it up. You come and you stand at the end of the cupboard and you go, oh, shit, like, I'm watching this. Yeah. And the get out clause was, if you don't get an erection, I already had Viagra, if you don't get an erection or you feel too nervous to do it, what you do is you want to go back to your bedroom to get ready. As you walk through, you go, sorry, girls, uh, sorry to yeah, interrupt yeah. you. The girls are going to turn around and you go, it's all right, come and join me. Now, if you are you don't get an erection and you don't think you can do it, all you do is, no, no, girls, it's all right. I, I'm going I'm going to get ready. I've got something to do. And just walk out. Yeah. And that was your get out clause. You could, that you couldn't, you, you know, right. you, you, I wouldn't want to go into a scene as the first time with a, a limp willy yeah. and not you know a limp dick and and then have to worry about are oh, these girls thinking that i'm not getting hard yeah, because yeah. of them or you know all the things that go to get male performers heads so it was like if your dick goes hard when you're watching them all they'll do is they'll say you walk in i'm really sorry girls sorry i'm, I'm just carry on and what they'll, they'll go no come and join me and if if, if it's hard they'll say that because you've just got a towel on they'll go you just turn around and say, no, no, it's all right. He goes, well, you must have been enjoying it. And one of them yeah. comes and grabs you by the hand, takes you to the sofa, and then you just start kissing and cuddling, and then we'll cut. And then then what we'll do is you, you cut there, because that means when they cut there, before there's any hardcore action, they can use that as a softcore scene and the hardcore. Right. Because if they just dive straight into it, then where they're going to cut to join the hardcore scene, because every company wants a hardcore and a softcore scene. All right. So the B-roll, the, the acting at the beginning is always the same acting. So what you'll find is if you watch the one now and you watch the softcore version of Hoggle, it'll be exactly the same until she goes down and pull his pants down and it'll be a cut. Yeah. And then the next, it'll be an angle with a softcore where you can't see it. It's just a head. Right. So it'll be the back of the head. And all the hardcore cut will be her then pulling the pants down and out comes the dick. Right. And that's the way it generally works. So they pulled us over, the cut, they went, fine. And they said, right, go. And literally it was a second, like, cut. Is everything good? Are you happy? Yeah, go on then. Action again. And all he does, the cameraman will change the point, so he's got a cut point, so he'll change the angle, cut, and then it was like, all we need to do, so the torturers before, all we need to do, if you can do three positions in a blowjob, and come, we, I'll, I'll direct you and just sort of say, don't worry about too much of the angles, don't worry about too much of overthinking it, as long as you can sort of, if there's, if, if there's a wide shot, just do your thing. If it's doggy or something, just do your thing. And if it's if it's a close-up, you'll see the cameraman coming close. All we need to do, your head's not in, your face's not in. You look at me, 
the director, and I'll just sort of glance at this and I'll just sort of tell you like, and what that means is move your, if she's moving her hand, just like, can you drop your, whatever, your left leg back a little bit? And instead of in a doggy position like most people do, fuck straight on, you're fucking around the corner. And all that is, is so the cameraman's hit, the camera lens is there and he can see yeah. that. And that's all. He said, as long as each position you see the cameraman coming close, just try and open up as much as you can to the camera, meaning, you know, show what's well, going on. What you're doing. That was it. Well, the, the, the plot gets the which is really funny. So the, one of the girls, you feel land, had brought a dog up. So we got through most of the positions. Somebody had come in the house to go upstairs left the door open and the dog had ran out. So someone knocks on the door where we're in the living room going, Yuffie, your dog's ran outside. So she starts to panic. It's never been outside before. It was like a pocket dog, you know? Yeah. It was this little, I don't know what it was. But this, so we had to stop. So she started to cry. We all had to put our clothes on. Everybody from upstairs ran out, well, searched for the dog for about an hour and a half, found it over the road in the park at the back of Heaton, got the dog, came back, they went, Oh shit, we just need to, we just need one more position in the cum shop. And they're looking at me, obviously my dick's down, they're like, Do you reckon you could do this? Can you maybe it was just a one hit like oh you watched that, you know, mm-hmm. it was horny and you you'd done it. I was like, I really don't know. They're like, we just literally need maybe it's like three or four minutes of that last position on a different angle. Mm-hmm. And then all you need to do is when you're gonna come, just talk to the girl, say to the girl, I'm gonna come here and just whatever, it's gonna be doggy, just pull out and just come on a bum. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry then, you don't have to worry about getting girls in positions for whatever. You, when you say that, well, you're gonna come, what the cameraman will do, he'll just go zoom straight in mm-hmm. to like your torso, the penis, you just wank and come over a bum. That's it done. Can you get, so I went, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just leave you, you three by yourself. Just get one of the girls, just give us a shout if he, Get it up. So maybe it's about seven, eight minutes. It went back up again. I was in the room with them. You know, it was still a new thing for me. So yeah, it was easy. And I'd had Viagra. So it was easy to get turned on because I'd never done something like that before. So it was yeah. like, you know, it was an exciting thing. But, but what are you nervous like? It doesn't sound like Oh, yes. I was shitting like, I was shitting like a, well, it was, mate, it, it was, it's scary, man. It's scary. And are you not worried? Like, are you thinking, oh, what if me, what if me mum and dad sees this? What if? Well, uh, well, that's something different. Well, we're getting that. Uh, yeah. That was different. But where it came from? So what happened is it worked. They shouted right up the stairs. They ran back down. Camera action. I done like, and they were like, and obviously I wasn't saying I was needing to come because obviously I, the erection had went down. You know what blokes are like. Once you that erection, if you feel like you're going to come, and your erection goes down. You get a bag up again. You last longer. So I'm doing this and I look in the list. I was looking at me going, I'm going. I'm fine. So they were like, well, just do loads of, do more positions if you want, because then we might not use them, but at least we've got options yeah. to edit. Oh, so another like, t- yeah. another 25, 35 minutes later, I'm like, right, I'm going to come. The girl's in doggy position over a sofa. The other girl's on a chair next to it. Well, it's just being, you know, e- eaten by the other girl. And they were like, the cameraman <laughs> zooms in. I'm, well, I'm going to come. And there's me doing the finishing bit. And there he's thinking, I'm just going to hit on her bum. No, it didn't. It went over her back and hit the other one in the face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they turned around out. at the end of the scene and just went, legend, you're a porn man in the making. And that was how it started. This kid's a natural. That was been, how it started. You must have been shiting yourself, though. I was <laughs> petrified. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if there's any performers tells you otherwise, if you asked any, even to this day, if they're still doing it, if you're not nervous, it's like being a musician. 
Another thing my Uncle David said, actually, funny enough, is if you're not have a slight bit of nerves before you go on stage or do anything, you'll not do it properly. Yeah. If you're not like you're, you're too confident, but everybody, how many times you go and you play the first two songs, you think, are these going to like me? Are they going to yeah, clap? Yeah. Are they going to listen? No, they're not. That's the nerves. That's that little bit of, you know, and every performer. Maybe it's not if you work for a company, for like when I got signed in my first contract, I was working for the same company four days a week. You get used to the people around you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you feel like, I don't have to worry if I don't get an erection because he knows I've done, the director knows I've done a hundred scenes, which I have done. So one odd days here and there if I've done. So, so would there be a scene or, a, or whatever you're doing where you wouldn't get one and they kind of do it? I only happened to me once. And so what happens then? And obviously, yeah, there's probably no explanation why. It well, it was with the company that I signed a contract. So luckily, I was working for like three, four days, two days, scenes a day for him. And I was there the next day. So what he basically did was there was one day. It was, I was with it. There was another, what happened is it, it was about two years into, the, into my career. I'd won Best Male Performer in the UK for the first year of being in the, in the industry. Now, the other guy that was in, now God rest his soul, he's been, he was a very good friend, but we had some issues through the times. He was a guy called Kai Taylor. Very good performer. He was in Freshers. He's the guy with the hat on in the Freshers picture. Right? Now, Kai Taylor, he unfortunately committed suicide um, through not being able to see his children. About four or five years ago, he lived in Budapest. And we become very good friends at the end, but we had some up and down battles between me and him. Because if you think, Michael's been rated the best guitarist in the world. And he'd won that crown Finally. for five years in a row, right? Finally. Now, if, 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 if Eric Clapton came along and stole his crown, <laughs> somebody who's been in the industry for just as long or longer, Michael might go, all right, fair enough. It's just the taste at the minute. But what happened is he'd won five, six years in a row, Took it to thought he was the bee's knees because he was very cocky at the same time, but good cocky. And then this new, and he was six pack and ripped and all of this muscly. I wasn't. And all of a sudden this new performer, that wasn't six pack and ripped, wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't have as big of a willy as him. All of a sudden stole his crown. Yeah. He hated us. He put on, on the internet, he done podcasts where he slagged us off, mm -hmm. all of this, which then only fueled me. But what happened is when I failed that day, I'd never worked with him. And it, you don't, as a male performer, you don't get an option of who you work with until you're quite successful. Guys can go, actually, I don't want to yeah. work with that girl. But most of the time at the beginning, it's the girls will go, I don't want to work with him, I don't want to work yeah, with him. Yeah. Luckily for me, I was always a gentleman and a, a scholar. And why I had the success that I did from it and won the awards that I did from it is because it was probably not a female performer out there that wouldn't work. I didn't perv. I wasn't a sleaze bag. I wasn't nothing. I turned up. I was professional. Had me shower in front of them so they could see his shower. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had. And then most of the guys, you know, the, the producer would go, right, okay, the girl, can you help? we got to get hard. We're getting in the seat. But a lot of the guys would be like, hand down the pants, playing with the boobs. Or something. I was never like that. Mine was just an eye contact thing. I like eye contact. So I would say, go up to a girl and go, they go, what do you want us to do to get you in the mood? And I'd be like, do you want us to suck you up? No. Do you want us to, do you want us to play with it? No, no. Just come here and say, and I just hold her cheeks and look in their eyes and go, just look at us. And I just like that, that bit, I'm a bit of a sensual. I like the, I like the little bit of connection with people. Yeah. yeah. And that was my thing. And the girls loved that because I wasn't a dirty, sleazy porn guy trying to touch them up for off camera to get myself in the mood. Yeah. So no girl refused to work with us. How, how much of a problem is that then? Like women, the female actresses getting like men just doing what you're saying, like perving and fucking treating them like shit. How, how common is that? Like? It's not that they would treat them like shit. It was just that each guy obviously has their own thing. Everybody's got a full fetish, or you've got, oh. you, know, you like boobs, or you like bums, or you, you like, you know, and hairy vaginas or not. Everyone's got the thing. I think because of my 
upbringing of, as I said, not having much sexual, you know, and being trapped like crap off, off not my very first girlfriend that would just fizzled out because we were young, mm-hmm. but off of the wife side of things at the time, because of that, I just wanted to, I didn't want to, I never wanted to be a piece of meat. I know that sounds weird, but I'd never wanted to Maybe be a piece of meat. Maybe you thought that, obviously, that's how they were being trapped as well. You, you know. and, and, and because yeah. I, I just, I, I just like, I, I was professional at all times, and I'll stand and hold my hands up with that. Like, not mm-hmm. once was I pervy or sleazy, and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying pervy or sleazy in a bad way, but I didn't need to go up and go, oh, come here before we were you. Yeah. Mine was just like, I would have, come, could you just come and have a chat? Are you, is there anything you like? Yeah, I like this. Okay, well, I'll focus on that for mm-hmm. Is there anything you don't like? I don't like, I don't like my nipple being bitten. All right, I won't do it. Because if you're doing a scene with a girl and you're bit a nibble and she didn't like it, what would happen? I face with you, oh, what? Like you're in panic, your dick would go down and you'd have to stop. So I'd, I'd and, the, and because I was relating to them, they'd always have a smile on their face. Yeah. They were always really nice. They'd sit down and chat to us before the scene. Well, that was enough chemistry for me to think, I kind of, it's comfortable. I didn't feel nervous. So then me bits worked. That so was it. After that freshest thing then, do you get an agent or something that gets you work? No, so... There was no, there's no real agents in the UK. America you do, but in the UK there's no real agents. Um, what basically happened was is all the performers came in, come downstairs, did all, Lizelle had said, oh, he's done a great, he's a performer in the making. And they all went, oh, well, if you want to do any more, open a Twitter up, blah, blah. Now the name, obviously me porn, porn name, I didn't even know, like, yeah. you know, I was Simon at that time. But then when I'd done the scene, I had to fill out a model release because you've got to have your what's called bunny ears, you have your passport and your driving license. You take a photograph of that to prove your age because if they get asked. And then you hold your test up to show that that test's in date because you've got to have a test every 14 days to make because uh, sexually transmitted diseases, you know, can can not show up. But after 13 days, it'll pretty much always show up. So you have 14 days clear all the time. Yeah. So when I'm filling the model release out, it says real name. Driving license ID, passport ID, you write all that down so it's covering their arse that, that making sure that everybody's of legal age and everybody is is of of a mind to do it, that there's nobody under the influence of being forced to do it. So that's why they do all that, cover the horses. And then it had porn name. So I'm, I turned to Lizelle, I'm like, it's got porn name, what do I put? So it's probably real name because it's probably just going to be a one-off. So no, you have to put a porn name. You don't want to put that out because if somebody finds, you know... Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't know. What is it? Your dog's first name, your pet's first name in your street? Yeah. And she's like, no, no. She says, let's make it easy. You're a rock and roll guy. You've got tattoos, glasses, quiff. She went, what? You're a guitarist. What guitar do you play at the minute? I says, a music man, Luke. Which is Steve Luke from Toto. But there you go, Luke. Perfect. So that's where Luke came from, from me guitar, which you've seen and you've seen, you've played. Yeah, you it's still play. Luke at the top of the headstock. So I was playing the music man, Luke. And she went, there you go. Luke's perfect. Great. Nice easy name. Second, what 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 are you what what else are you into? I says, well, I love me motorbikes and cars and stuff. I says, me and me dad like you know stripping down bikes and cars and building hot rods and all that from it. She went perfect. What's the look of a, a typical rock and roller hot rod person? Tattoos, mm-hmm. glasses, quiff, um, Converse jeans with turnips on. Isn't it? The, the white the fonz. I was basically the fonz of um, porn. Uh, of porn. That look, the fag packet rolled up on my sleeve at the top. And Luke, Luke, people now laugh. I didn't twig at the time. Hot Rod, obviously thinking about the penis. Yeah, it hot wasn't. Rod. Hot Rod for me was the image of the rock and roll lifestyle going with the image of how I was. Yeah. And that's where it came from. So that's where Luke Hot Rod came from. So then how long did you, how long did you have that career for? Pretty much nearly just under 10 years. Right. I started at 30, 26, just at the start of 26. And I had me stroke 
I think it was like something like March, April when I was 35. So mm-hmm. that was the that was the spell. So it was and in that obviously it's worth mentioning. By the way, it was you didn't just do a little bit. You were like around the world doing it. Yes, uh, and uh, because again I had won the first the best male performer. Then what happened is I signed the contract, worked for Kilogram for every day. That was basically me just like learning to play guitar. Yeah. I went down there if I failed, it didn't matter. I'd do it the next day. You're having an off day, anybody. You've shot loads of great scenes for us. Yeah, anybody will just do it tomorrow. I, I learned. I cut my teeth. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is all these girls are going to these companies, a lot of companies, because you've got thousands of porn girls, but you've got a small handful of porn male performers. Oh, really? So a lot of these companies were using the same guys over and over again. Well, if they're trying to shoot reality, real stuff, which become fashionable, you can't have my stepdad fucked me or I fucked my my mom's boyfriend using the same guy that, that it doesn't sort yeah, of fit yeah. you know it's like well wait a minute you're trying to get over the realism so of all of this they're crying out for men then. so they were crying out for men so a, a girl a girl would turn up to a bigger company like playboy hustler brothers all these and they'd be like do you know any new guys so it's but, word of but, mouth then so and they'd be like, actually i've worked, been working a killer because kilogram was your bread and butter kilogram mm. was like my Katie's, your 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 passing clouds and your your tannery yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. Um, that was that, that was so all the girls worked for them for you know to do the quick easy scenes so I got to meet them all and then they're going to work for these big iron companies and they're going do you know any of you guys well obviously I was polite I was professional mm-hmm. I'd done a good job I was looked different and because not trying to knock the male performers but a lot of them came from army backgrounds so they couldn't really act so it was like so we do Oh, I'm yeah. going to come. That's as much as they did. They kept them out shut. I came from, obviously, I'd done advertisements on TV. I'd been in a couple of little TV bits and pieces. I'd done musical theatre as a kid, and I'd yeah. become an entertainer. I could talk. I could speak. Mm-hmm. And they were like, holy moly. And then not only that, you can play guitar and sing. We can now shoot movies around all yeah, of yeah. that. You know, rock band, you know, right. sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So the next thing you know, I was getting phone calls off, like, uh, Playboy. Uh, such and such you worked with last week. Um, we would just like to hire you. And then it was coming in from Europe. Hi, we would like to hire you. But we've mm. been told this, and we'll pick. And then all of a sudden, I, I start working for a girl called Erica Lust. Now, if you look on Netflix now, you'll see. Um, uh, um, I was I was on like the the, the first uh, sex clinic. I was on stuff like that mm. on Channel Four, and I was on a Channel Five documentary. But there's a there's a series on Netflix at the moment called Hot Girls Wanted. And the very first episode is from a, a, a woman's company called uh, Erica Lust X Confessions in Barcelona. Now she shoots exotic erotic movies. You can Michael could write your fantasy, send it to her, and if she likes it, she'll turn it into a movie. Oh, right, okay. And it's not porn performers. It's real. The one real, and they'll set all these scenes. And how it went, well, the very first movie should just start off. A husband was a multi-billionaire, middle of Barcelona. The flew us over there. I flew over there, put us up in hotels, all that. The first scene that I had to do for the main one is called was called the Art of Spanking, and the fantasy was basically. Um, I was sitting with a dicky bow tie you were like this Graham sitting dicky bow tie right <laughs> white shirt there'll be pictures on there white shirt right sitting on this green lush in, in this office green lush um, fancy sofa like this right smoking a cigarette with a glass of bourbon with this big black and white Labrador China uh, ornament next to us all this really rich artwork all over the place. If you type in Art of Spank and you'll, um, Eric Alust porn or something, you'll find it. Really glad, by the way, just to say note that you're using your laptop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've got a few pictures here. Fuck. Can you see the way I'm dressed? 
I can see there's a woman's arse on your lap. Yeah. Oh, you've got the bow tie yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. And there's a big yeah. China dog at the side of the chair. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that a dog? Yeah, yeah. 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 So basically what it was is the fantasy. Somebody wrote in, I'm sitting and I'm reading a book. Yeah. I'm reading a book called The Art of Spanking. Because mm-hmm. my, fe- the guy who, the guy who wrote in, his fetish was how to spank a girl's bum. Right. So what the story is, I'm sitting on the chair reading this, smoking a cigarette, drinking me bourbon. Next thing you know, I fall asleep. Oh, so it's a dream sequence. And I wake up, and as I wake up, there's a girl over me knee. Oh, man. And I, I like the, I, everything I'm reading in the book turns into the fantasy. Now, that movie won her her first big movie award. Right. Who was in it? Who was yeah. the main guy? Yeah, yeah. Me. Next thing you know, I won Best Male Performer in Europe. Can you charge more money then? If you're yes. Like, so, if that's you're right, th- best male now, so that's when So that's when things started going up. The money started going up. People were demanding us more because not only was I best male performer in England, I was also then best male performer in Europe. Now, Europe shoots more porn than anywhere else in the world because in America, you have your rules and regulations. In England, they have the very similar in America. They have the rules. In Europe, you can do what you want, where you want. So they shoot porn 24-7, anywhere and everything. You know, people think fake taxi is from this country. It's not. It's owned by a company in Prague. But the reason they do it in this country is what if I said to all three of you, name me the most two famous taxis in the world, what would you say? A black cab and a yellow cab from New York. Yeah. So the black cab, all they did is they bought a black cab. They got an old guy who had been in the porn industry, uh, Ian Tate, for many, many, many years ago to be the taxi driver because he'd retired, but he was still dabbling and he was an older guy. And that's who's in the original fake taxis. So Europe shoot everything everywhere, you yeah. know? And then, as I said, I become popular, popular, money was going up. And then next thing you know, Brazzers was uh, ringing us, you know, Rocco Sofredi, you know, one of the most famous porn guys in the world, multi-millionaire was in Big Brother. Yeah. I'm going to his house, shooting movies for him, for Evil Angel. And the next thing you know, I'm like, instead of me there, I become like the main, you know, at me Twitter went from five to thousand to 10,000. Then all of a sudden when I, when the stock, cause when you shoot, it might take four or five months before the movies come out. A year later after that, I won Best Male Performers again in Europe and UK. So I'd won it two years in a row on both of them. Next thing you know, I was verified with the, the tick on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. I'd went from 10,000 to a million and a half f- followers. I was all of a sudden this massive big porn guy. Mm-hmm. And then they were putting us in Netflix documentaries. I was on the sex clinic. I was doing all this stuff. I was going to sex shops would hire us to go in and sign DVDs to the, fa- I, I, all of a sudden I become, Eric Clapton or Brad Pitt of the adult industry. And I was like, this was after like three, and I'm like, where did this come from? And then what you get back to your point before, at the beginning, I never wanted to say anything to my parents because I thought, well, if it's a one or two offs, one or two offs, I could probably, it'll disappear. But now you're doing this as a career. But now, all of a sudden, I'm a career. I thought I better say something (laughs) to somebody. Obviously, I had a, a, a sister who was a little bit older and I had, you know, so they were, they, they knew sort of, would could easily find out. My mum and dad would never. What was that conversation it. like, though? Like, I mean, well, when I first went in, obviously they knew I'd been doing a bit of modelling, and I used to when I first started going away, I'd go, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to do a bit of modelling. Oh yeah, it's a bit of erotic modelling. Like, you know, I might be nude, but you can't say anything." I, I sort of not lie, but it was little white lies just to say it, to just to protect their feelings. But then, obviously, all of a sudden, it's going, "I go, oh, I need to tell them this." So I went in and I sat down and I said, listen, I need to tell you something. It's went from, you know, fashion and stuff, tattoo modeling to erotic. I'm now, I have to tell you, like, I'm, I'm doing adult movies. 
And my dad kept his mouth shut. Secretly, I think my dad was probably like one of the high fivers. Because my dad was a <laughs> my dad was well a boy. My dad was a biker. My dad was a rock and roll musician. You know all of that. So he knew this score. You yeah. know, and, and I think secretly, but my mum was quite old fashioned. So my mum just went right. Listen, Simon. I, I says no. I want to tell you something. I'm not going to go into any details, but what I want to tell you is because your first thing thought is, and I guarantee you, I'm going around the back of Billy's garage <laughs> with some dirty old hooker getting paid 50 quid to do something that's going to be put out on the internet that could ruin my life. Yeah. I went, no, ma'am, I'm working for Playboy. I'm working for Hustler. Mm-hmm. I'm working for high end. You've got to understand, the porn industry was the biggest and first standing movie business in the world. Porn's ahead of every, is always ahead of everything. It is. The only, I think the only thing Honestly. that's topped it is Bollywood. Yeah, por- like the porn industry's it. What do you mean? It's, uh, porn industry has been, been around longer than movies. Than, it than, makes than, more than, money than anybody. It yeah. has. It's always more te- technologically advanced than anybody. If you if, like, I done the very first um, interactive movie. I was the very 3D first. Or yeah, they do. Honestly, porn do everything first. Like it's it, the industry's amazing. Well, not, well, it is. It's amazing. And the money wise, like it's. Do they make much money? Do you know who owns Pornhub? It's like a Jeff massive. It's, it's like, like a massive advertising. Right. So, so uh, go on, answer Michael's question. So the people that own Pornhub, right? So it's it's split off the money companies. The the main company is a company called MindGeek. That's the one, yeah. Now MindGeek have a I massive big Geek. office in Seattle or wherever it is, or Florida, and they sell TVs, cookers, washing machines, clothes. It's like the Walmart. But then that next subsidiary group is. Um, You've got Mangeek and then you've got, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Mangeek and, uh, I can't remember, the next name. And they do the adult side of it. Mm-hmm. And then they own, so the guy, people who, uh, it's it's owned by Brazzers. So yeah. the people, Brazzers is Brazzers, Digital Playground, uh, Teen Skirt, which, you know, is popular. Uh, they own um, Pornhub. And they own so many other things. And they are So when you, so you're saying, how do they make money now? Yeah. Because they're like, so the, the, Pornhub, Pornhub is owned by, so if you went on a Pornhub, you will see all their videos, maybe two and a half minutes long, five minutes long, and they'll say, if you want to watch the full movie, go to Brazzers Link. Yeah. And all their advertisements down the side is all affiliated to their main company of MindGeek. You know how Facebook started doing like the meta thing and yeah. Facebook has paid adverts <coughs> and that, so that started with, in porn. So if you went on a Pornhub or whatever, or anything, there's always little adverts on it. That's how the, the revenue from them adverts alone is fucking unbelievable. But but like, who's actually going to browsers or whatever and paying for it? Well, you don't don't you, wait, wait, we might be different, but this is one thing I learned. This is one thing I didn't realize because I always thought the same. But you know the way we love music and we'll go out and buy vinyl because we're true musicians, true. Like, yeah, yeah, right? And, and and there's movie buffs out there that will go and buy. Box set after box set, just because they want to have it. There's people out there that'll go and like people buy like porn, porn and download porn and pay for paid sites because they're, they're not watching it to get off. They're watching it because they actually fucking enjoy it. Yeah. Fair enough. Everything's got its fans, doesn't it? Everything's got its... Was there a point then when you're working with... When it's obviously it's a full-time job you're working over and over and over again. To the, to the normal guy, that sounds like a fucking dream, obviously. Like... You're getting a bang, nice looking women every day, whatever, right? Is there a point where one where you got sick of it? Like you just thought, oh, I can't bother to go to work today, <laughs> even though that work is, you know, that, or a point where like, 
did you, was there people you didn't like working with as well? Yeah, yeah. Not the thing. Like, was, I mean performers, not... not there me. was a few odd girls that I'd worked with through the years and like, you, you know, you, you, what happened eventually was is you'd work, there was a couple of girls that you'd work with a lot because there were the main industry girls in the UK doing the bread and butter and I was the bread and butter guy in the UK. Yeah. So you would work with them a lot and then what happened is you, you started to become, you started to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is, is, you know, like, not that I want to mention anybody's name, but one of the girls who I've done some amazing scenes with, she was a mu- she was into music, she was a singer. She had a famous boyfriend singer in a very famous band that had many number one records. And also when we turn this off, who it is. Uh, I'm not mentioning no, it on yet. Do you don't want to know it on yet. Um, but, and then what happened is, because we were music, we would go away to Europe together, we'd be on an aeroplane, and we'd just stop chatting as if it was Simon and such and such, you know? And you got to know them, and then after a while, she wouldn't put the, as much effort in, you know, because yeah, it was it, it wasn't new. Summertime, the best way to have to make a male performer do the best job he can is really, and then I know this sounds a bit, I don't take it the wrong way, but it's to give them fresh women each time. Yeah, because I mean, because it's the fantasy. Think about, isn't the, it? think about the first time you have sex with somebody, or like as a as a non-performer, like the the, the freshness and the and the excitement of yeah. discovering new stuff is amazing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's but after a while, when you when then when you start learning about her life and she's whinging, oh, I've got uh, uh, this, uh, and then you think, oh, and then you've got to go and do a scene, and, and, and you can see Just the real her. person yeah. in her rather yeah. than the, the the fantasy of what yeah. the role play is. Then all of a sudden, you know, all what it would be is you work with a new person, and, and say a man struggled, say there was odd times where I, I struggled or they cut because they need to change memory cards or change the lights because they were shadowed, and you take them ten minutes, and then. When, when it was a new performer that you were with, you know, because you'd have a rag, you, you would stay hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I should be sitting next to you, have a hand on your knee just to keep you in the zone. Mm-hmm. And you'd be chatting away to three other blokes, cameraman, light man, and I'm sitting there wanking off holding this girl's knee just to keep in the zone because yeah. the director would go, just sit next to each other so you, it doesn't take so long to start again. But then all of a sudden, when that girl who you know goes, oh, I'm going, for, I'm going to the toilet, and then she come back eating a sandwich or a chocolate bar, yeah. just sits next to you, yeah. it go, you know, and that's when it become a bit harder. Breaks the illusion of it, doesn't it? It does. It does. So, was the days then when you when you would think, "Ah, but they're going to work today." Well, well, no, because I was lucky enough to go from nothing to majorness in a short period of time. So then I I got I got to the side where, as I said before, it wouldn't be we wouldn't get a choose. We would be like, I get a phone call off Kilogram, right, Simon? I need you to work. Today, tomorrow, two scenes then, one scene then, and you're working with such and such and such. And I go, all right. Is that all right? Yeah. And even if I didn't like that person, if I turned around and went, oh, I don't like working with her, they'd yeah. go, no problem, we'll find another guy. Put the phone down. Yeah. So you don't have I didn't choice. have the choice. Have a choice. But when I got to the level of when, what you're saying, no, I didn't have them days because I get the phone call. Uh, do you want to work with this girl? Actually, no, I, I don't really get on with her. I've not worked with her too much since the chemistry's yeah. gone. All right, no problem. Who would you like to work with? Yeah, fair enough. So I didn't have that. Yeah, uh, because, uh, they weren't hiring. They were hiring me and setting the movie around me <laughs> over the over the females at, the, at that point. How was it like when you're in when you're in these scenes with people and that? From from to, how do how do you separate? Well, you know, without some, how do you separate feelings and stuff from like? Well, again, I, I, I was professional. Or you, is it is it because you're in such an environment that there's no? Of course, there's, there's no. Of course, there's no. You, you, you couldn't you're get. You're not going to. You're not going to fall in love with any of these performers. Yeah. Yes. I know me, 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 me missus are sitting here and I'm not that I'm going to say anything I would have told I'll be completely honest yes there's certain girls that as me growing up when I did watch an odd porn I think 
Wow, like like back in the day when I was a ki- when I was a kid and I seen the free ten minute free view, the famous female porn actress was Lee Darby and Michelle um, Michelle Thorne. They were the two television. So when I got the chance to work with them, I was like, oh, you know, because it was somewhere you looked up. It was like you going asking if you go to George Benson asked you to play. You'd be like, holy shit, oh, you know. George Benson never asked you to shag him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not ruling out. But then, then, then it comes down like my again, my taste, right. I'm not into false boobs, false this, false that, all this type of thing. I'm not into the bleach blonde hair. I'm not into all that. Yeah, I've had a girlfriend and dated, you know, everybody, every man likes to, you, you all, you, we all try different size plectrums and different gauge strings. See, I'm trying to link it in there. See, I'm trying to keep it musical there. Eh? Right, so we still all try them, but we all go back and we all settle down really with what we, what we like. Oh. And I've always liked the, the, I've always liked the natural, dark haired, natural girls. Not too skinny, not big, but I like a, a bum. I like a hip. I like a So the only way you get that is in Europe. So yes. when I was going to Europe and the amount of performers there, I, ne- I maybe crossed paths with the same girls maybe four or five times, but most of the time it was new, new. So oh, it was easy to do. I don't think I'm ever going to forget that comment. We all like different size plectrum. <laughs> <laughs> different gauge strings. <laughs> but like when, you, when, you, when, you, when that's your career, are you having girlfriends in real life and stuff? Like, or, uh, or are well, you just like, nah, don't no, be getting sex Yes and no. So, this was a little thing I got told off Will from Kilogram, the director, when he signed this to the contract. And he was my mentor. He was like, I'll tell you what you do. No, don't do this. Don't go having sex afterwards on a nighttime with them. If you're performing the next day. Keep it professional. Keep it professional. Don't go after the scene. If you just go out for a drink and food together, which a lot of times we did. There was four male performers, you know, three girls, whatever. We're all going to have food like mates afterwards. But never carry it on yeah. you can easily go back you know, if I'm putting you up in a hotel room and there's you and there's two girls who you've done a threesome scene don't get them girls around your hotel room yes they might want to they might knock on your door but don't because what will happen is it'll start to become a complete life and it's just com- it complicates things and it, com- sure. and it just may so what he says if you want to do something and you want to have a, a, a girlfriend have it what they class as the the industry partnership we were never going to get married we never tell it where they loved each other. There was nothing like that. But what it was, was it was somebody that would help each other careers. So you had the chance to practice things because you do have to practice at the end of the day. You get better at your, you know, you practice. But also you had somebody, if you pick, uh, if you get on with somebody, well, that's a, quite a big name, they'll help you get stuff. Yeah. You help them. And it's a bit like me and Michael and me and you, all it's of us. It's not like me. We and all, just, <laughs> we all, <laughs> if, if you, no, remember the comment I said to yeah. you about music? These people out hate each other's guts. They're only going to get odd gigs. If you're all mugging together, we're all best mates, we'll all help each other, right? So do you think, is, the, is the porn industry like that then? Is it more like helpful and uh, build well, each other up than you think? Or, well, is like, there, or is there people who it's have, like the, it's have like egos the, and stuff? It's like the music industry, top and off. Yeah, I suppose. I was lucky enough to fall on the side where I had a bunch of good males around us who I was mates with who could help us. So if I had to do a scene where it was you know, one girl and two guys doing things like DPs. You, you don't want to feel uncomfortable because there's times where your willies are going to touch, lads. Well, that's what I was going to say. You know? So, like, you're a straight white person. I don't, yes. know, why, I don't know why I said white. But you're, you are. You're a, you're um, a straight um, white male. Uh, well, this is the way I put it now. At the time, yes, I was completely straight. Now, I am straight, but I'm com- I'm comfortable with my sexuality. So what was I've got f- nothing to prove to anybody anymore. What was the first time you worked with another bloke like... I'm not saying you did gay porn. No, no, I got off. I got off at it. No, no, freshers was two girls, just two oh, girls. Oh right, yeah. Right. Um, I think it'll have been with Kilogram. 
they, do, they used to do scenes and it was like um, where there would be whatever it may be, two guys in an office and the secretary comes in yeah. and then one, you start with one and then the other guy comes and joins in or something like that. Delivery driver comes in and, you know, for the oh, oh shit, what's going on? Come here. But it is hard work because not only are you looking at each other and again, these guys were ripped with six packs and I wasn't. So that's my first thing. I'm thinking, oh God, that's the first lady. There's always going to be compared. And then it was, then it was a, who's going to last longer? Who's going to, who's going to say they want to come? Who's going to say they need to stop for, and there's competition between each other. But then, as I said, once you get in, you, you find your people that you were comfortable with, yeah. who instead of them going, yeah, like me and Kai Taylor, whoever worked together, we wouldn't because we're just, in the first time I failed yeah. was because I'm on a scene Kai's sitting on a table over there I'm shooting a scene he's doing the scene afterwards and he's sitting there laughing yeah. and going like that in the background there is putting yeah. us off so you couldn't so that was when I first failed mm -hmm. because he put us off now the daft thing was he's going in the back when I couldn't the, the director's going just alright just go out of the room Kai shut up man shut up Gana. and he'd disappear and he'd pop his head around the door and I could hear it and he'd mm -hmm. put us off but what it did is he'd go, ah, and when he came out, he would go, ah, he called, he, his nickname for us was Flop Rod. So he got, ah, Flop Rod, That's also ah. my new nickname for you. Ah, well, Flop Rod, <laughs> Flop Rod. And he, he came out on that day, and I remember coming out, and I couldn't do the scene, I'm saying, I'm sorry. And I'd, I'd, I'd wanked that long, my dick was red raw, and she tried to help us out, I couldn't, it was, it was actually getting smaller than getting bigger. It was going in on itself, because I tried, you know what it's like, lads, you've tried too much, and you end up just turning it into a button mushroom. Right? <laughs> So I've done that. So he's in So I comes out and he's like, ha ha, you won best film for it. Well, mate, watch this. I'll show you how it's really done. He went in and done exactly the same feel because it got in his head. Well, that's the same as like, you know, if you're being competitive with people, it's, that's, I hate that sort of stuff, man. You've got to big people up, so to speak, yeah. and just like, yeah, help each other out and stuff. Yeah. So obviously you must have gotten offered, you must have got offered gay porn and stuff. I got offered gay porn probably about a couple of years into my career. There was a company that I worked for who I ended up being a producer and a director for. That was my last chapter. Give me two million quid for that. I'll do it. Well, well, that's my, my question is if, if you've been offered gay porn, right, and you're doing this as a professional and it means nothing to you romantically or whatever, what's the difference? Yeah. Right. Easy answer for me. I, at the time, remember, I was bullied. I was called this. I was called that. And in my era being bisexual, gay, gay for pay, whatever you want, was being frowned on. Damn. And my, I come from a family who, if I'd went in and they did, my dad found out that, it, not that he's got anything against gay, he's not homophobic, yeah. whatever, but to know that his son was doing that just for money, he would turn around and go, I'll give you the money instead. So, yeah. you know, so I did, I, so let's just put on a, a scale. I'm not going to name true figures, but let's just say I got a thousand pound as a straight performer for one scene. For a gay for pay, which didn't mean I took it. If I'd said yes, I didn't take it. All I had to do was either take Viagra or eject Viagra into your penis, which is a no failure, right? All you had to do, there was no kissing, there was no out. All you had to do was literally walk up and they would be like, you know, whatever, two blokes having a pint and they're like, oh, you know. And it was literally me just going in and just closing my eyes. Like Danny D, who's the most famous English porn guy with the 12-inch the penis, right? Danny D, who's Brad's assigner. He started out six, seven years of gay for pay, but he, he wasn't gay. What he used to do is inject his dick. He would sit, watch porn on his laptop, get himself hard, walk in there, boom, straight in, quick, 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 oh, it's gone down again, come back. And that's yeah. how it was, it was paid by numbers. Yeah. But if on a scale, if I got paid a thousand pounds, if you were gay for pay, they'd give you five thousand pounds. Yeah. So I could do one scene a week instead of five. But because I had the mindset, I, I, I'm always going to upset my family because yeah, I, I I'm not going to do that. 
So I didn't choose it. And I got offered it maybe three or four times off the one UK company that did give a pay. And I worked with them every every week. And as I said, become a producer. And after a while, after maybe three or four times, I've asked them, listen, it's not for me. I'm not interested. I'm not here for the money. I'm here to build me confidence back yeah. up. That's what I was there for. I was so there. Like, I was, I was, so a lot of straight men do gay porn then. Huh? Really? Yeah. Especially with injection Viagra. Graham needs a new I, job, look. <laughs> they would. How often are you doing that in injecting Viagra? Ah, uh, well, and again, because I like I don't most like of the, the sound of that like what gay porn or Viagra injecting. Well, it's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad as you think. But taking Viagra obviously doesn't guarantee you having an erection because know, you take Viagra and you still need to get in the mindset. You right. know, you take ten Viagra and if you're going doing Tesco's and shopping. You might get a little bit of blood, you might feel a little bit of pulse, but it'll never be like 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 a truncheon, you know what I mean? Because your mind's on it, but you inject it, and it comes in a little tiny vial. You can't buy it in this country, but it's legal in uh, like Prague, Budapest, Europe, all that. It comes in a little vial, and you put it into it, and the needle is the tiniest little insulin. Right, so it's needle. not a big. No, no, thinking, it's like it's, it's like, like the, having your food jab. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, it's tiny. Like it's <laughs> But what you do is you put it into the base of your penis when it's soft. Now, every penis down the middle of a penis has got what you would class as a sponge. And you've got, you know, so, so you, you, you've got to be soft and you find it and you put it in, you inject it and it you can't feel nothing. You feel it when you pull the needle out, you go Ooh, like that because it's a little, you know. Yeah. But when you put it in, you inject it slowly. It's got to be constant. So you don't stop, uh, you know, you just slowly do it once it goes in. And all you do is for about three or four minutes, you're pushing the liquid down. So you're massaging it down. And then the next thing you know, it's like that. And then you could go to Tesco's. You could go and have, <laughs> you could, you could go and, you could go to a funeral, right? And you'd be sitting there like that. It doesn't it go away. It doesn't go away. If you put too much in, you've got to go to hospital and get an anti-injection. So you had to find out. So what you do is the first time I did it, they give you, say, like 50 Mill, mill or whatever it is and if it didn't go hard within a minute you'll go you need a bit more you'll put 10 10 10, yeah. 10. I found mine was 90 mine was 90 do you have to, do you, is it something you get like uh, used to so you have to increase it more uh, uh, no 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 no. you just like you, 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 I is think that a good it, question dear? like a tolerance yeah, yeah. No, Viagra day, normal Viagra day, I, I used to turn up a scene and I would take the, the, the director would shoot the b-roll bit with a girl he'd go right you need to wood up. That was some of the phrases, right? So what that meant is go and take your Viagra, go and sit in the corner, do whatever you do, come and watch the girl, and you knew a Viagra within 15, between 15 and half an hour, depending if you had food or what's in your stomach, it would kick in. You wouldn't up. Reminded me of my vasectomy now. <laughs> How? Yeah, what's... <laughs> because of this thing where if you need a little bit more, they inject a little bit more. Same with the vasectomy. Mm. What? 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 Well, because when you have a vasectomy, if you can, you feel anything. Well, what's I'm saying, I I have. So right. I'm I'm saying like they're asking you, can you feel anything? Because this is oh, bloke yeah. down your business end, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like with sharp instruments yeah. and stuff. And actually, I can remember the numbing effect that you go through, which is a very local anaesthetic, works so well, I just started laughing in the middle of it, lying down on this gurney while he was down there doing his job. Bed. Huh? Doing, <laughs> do, doing his, and doing then his job. <laughs> well, he would, I just started thinking that, like, here I am, lying here, there's a bloke down there with sharp tools, sharp instruments, scalpels and stuff, <laughs> down there 
Well, you're not playing, nervous when he stood up because well, he's like right. <laughs> doing doing stuff on Lick my lips. on my tackle, oh. and I can't feel it. And I it took it. And put, it just made me laugh. I'd be crying my fucking eyes out. Well, you can't feel it. I, I know that. Even yeah, but you go, going back to the, the point thing, you were saying that you no know, like, one obviously had to be tested every fourteen days. So every two weeks, I had to go and have blood taken. Stick down your all of that, really? and after a while, honestly, it never bothers me. It never bothered me. Like I could, the amount of blood that you know, every fourteen days, getting the whole kitten caboodle done, you know. But I, I, I remember going into some of the clinics, man, and you go in there, the woman would go because if they didn't know what you did, because there's different clinics where you'd use wherever you are, and you go in and they go, I, I'm going to put this down in your jab's eye. It's going to feel like... They did not say jab not say jab Don't you? What's, what's it called? You're really right. Right. Uh, you might feel a slight... You might feel... <laughs> you might feel a slight scratching. And it might be uncomfortable. Some men do feel it. Some men do feel it. And, and, and they go... And, and they didn't mean they go, you didn't even flinch. I'm like, no. Have you had it done before? Yeah, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> But I, thought, I thought this was turning into a human biology discussion. But going but back to the Viagra question, I realised it's not. Going back to a scientist. <laughs> going back to the tolerance. So finish what I was saying was I would take half of Viagra, do me scene, get in the car to drive home from say Loughborough where a kilogram was, drive back up the motorway, get in the hoose, and I could still be like that. Mm-hmm. But then after scenes and scenes, multiple days doing all the work, five six years down the line. I would have to take four, four Viagra to the equivalent of having one. Yeah. Because my body becoming become a new one. Thing. So what about like, uh, if you're doing more than one scene in a day, how many, because I mean, how many can you, how many can you go? How many, how many times can you do it? Well, um, <laughs> no, I'm a there's got to be a limit. Uh, uh, my most I've done in one day was nine scenes. Did that sponge you talked about down the middle of your penis end up like a fucking pincushion? <laughs> no, because I only, I only ever used it. I didn't need it. I was quite lucky. A lot of the stuff that I did for most of the companies was, you know, me and another girl, me and another couple of girls. I was fine. I didn't need it. I only ever used it when it was multiple guys or it was like double vagina, double anal. You've got to be rock hard to get two in at the same place. So, and if you obviously, if you look at some of the positions of guys, you know, you might think it's guys, oh, I would love to do that. Not when you've got a girl line, a girl down, like for say, um, some of the companies where it was one girl and three guys, you'd have a girl, a guy lying down, a girl on top, then you've got one guy bending over to get in a, and then I'm the one with the long penis, so I'm the one at the back. What do I see? Just some bloke's arse there in front of us. Yeah. So if my mind went, my dick went down, there's no way I'm getting a half limb dick in between two other penises. In a, <laughs> It's not like trying to fit one cucumber through a melon. It's like trying to get three cucumbers in a melon. So you've got to be rock hard. So that was the only time I injected. So that was only maybe, I would say I shot for them, maybe like say 10 times a year. You know what I mean? So I was only injecting maybe once every couple of months. What would be the thing that um, people who've never been on a porn set, which is, you know, that was like human brain hasn't, but he's lived a life. So like, what, what would be the, what do you think would be the thing that would surprise people the most about how professional it is? I, th- I think Easy. I think so as well. How pre- you yeah. all think that like Danny D did a podcast with with uh, some guy and, and he got asked the same question and everybody thinks that or oh, the camera once the cameras go down then the cameraman's jumping in and you're getting your makeup yeah. touched up and the, the makeup artist sucking you off or you know the girl who's helping you with your, your clothes putting you on. No, it's totally 
I mean, don't get me wrong, there will be these backstreet, especially with the only fans world now, that people, you know, shooting their own content, there might be a few sleaze bags. But where I was and the level I was at, it was professional, 100%. So it's a job. It was a job. The minute you finished, you went in your shower, you put your clothes on, and you went, see you later. Yeah. That was it. And when you got there, you were straight in makeup, you were straight in costume, you were straight with the scripts, you were learning all the stuff, and it was like, right, and that was it. So you don't regret doing any of them? Nah. And I, the reason I don't regret it is because I had no confidence. That happened with the, the, the wife at the time, and me confidence went through the floor. I didn't have many other sexual experiences. I was the nerdy, geeky kid, you know, all of that. I was hiding myself into music. Then all of a sudden, I had people offering us money to go and shoot with it. Me confidence made us, made us oh, the, so if I was single now and at the same age as I was then and asked to do it again, I would do it again. Yeah. Because it's led me to where I am now. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I know how to treat a woman decently. Just nod if that's all right. Right? I know how to please, I hope I know how to please a woman to a level. Just nod if that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stop shaking your head. I've learned how to control my body to where I don't go, sometimes, I mean, there's nothing better than sometimes in a quickie and you go, oh, did I beat you to the race, you know? <laughs> did, I, did I beat you to the finish line? You know, that happened and that's great because I'm, I'm, I'm not Pinocchio, I'm a real boy, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but I've learned how to be able to pace myself. I've learned how to be able to enjoy it and I've learned how to be able to please a woman. I won an award for the fastest man to make a girl squirt in the world. And I also won an award. That. And I also won an award for uh, best man to give woman an oral. Well, let's look for that scene. Yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely do it again because what it's learned me in my life now is all positive. It's all been pretty lighthearted, and it's been an amazing conversation to find out stuff about the industry. I think it's fascinating. But this is a bit of a more personal question. I hope it's all right. Like. You've got a young son. How do you feel about like, he's gonna grow up and he's gonna see something or his friends are gonna see something and that's, it's an odd position for a kid to be in. Well, if you go back, this is the question I get asked every day, even Natalie's asked this question. If you go back to the traditional days of movies being shot, it wasn't on the internet, you're buying DVDs. There was, it was small, Amount of people, small companies doing that. And then the, the movies, and they will become stars. You know, Sylvester Stallone dabbled in it, supposedly at the start, you know. There was a lot of, you know, so the, there were big stars. You know, Ron Jeremy, whether you love him or hate him, he was a massive star. He was in the old Rock Horse of Freddy. But now, yes, the, if, if my son grows up and he was into that and he found out what my name was and Googled it, yes, he might then find, but be, another thing but because of the world of how everyone's doing OnlyFans everyone's yeah, the porn companies aren't yeah. on shooting as much anymore because I finished at the age I am and the age he is now by the time he gets to that age where that might happen I'm hopefully I'm going to disappear a lot more there'll have been a lot more so is that what you hope? well I hope to a certain level I know it's not going to disappear altogether mm -hmm. but I hope well, if, if, when I first left the industry you know when I was 35 and I'm 42 now I'm 42 next month if uh, you'd Googled as a year after I'd left the industry, you would have seen loads. I've done it myself just to, to monitor it. Yeah, yeah. You would have seen all sorts. You know, if you go on Pornhub now and put my name in it, you'll <coughs> probably see 14.56 million viewers. 
that used to be 20 odd million viewers yeah. so because uh, there's new performers coming out new this new that new and then only fans has took over so people aren't going on the free sites they're going directly to the the horse's mouth yeah so then it'll the horse's mouth so Okay, yeah. So no, but it is. It is. They're not. They're not. They're not going to a company who then they've got to go on and search for that artist. You know, blah blah that performer. Mm-hmm. They're going directly to what? Have you have you found us on? I've got it, but it's just a list of scenes. Like I don't see how on the top. Oh, wait, under right, my name, it says rank six nine one two. If that makes sense. Right. So what under my name has it got? Like how many? Oh yeah, yeah. I've clicked on like uh, fourteen point nine million. There you go. Wow. So that's just on Pornhub, and you've you've still got two thousand three hundred and eighty-seven subscribers. And you're not doing it. And I've not done it since I was 35. So my, hopefully by 15 more years down the line when my son's at that age, that'll have gone even less because of OnlyFans, because of being able to, the, the how popular it's become, and it disappears. As horrible as this sounds, it's a very, very different world from the living if it was his, I know this is ridiculous, if it was his mum who yes. done it and not his dad. Yeah. That's a different yeah. fucking... And, and, and he's, and he's a boy. And he's a son. That's society. And he's my son. He's my son. If it was it was, it was a daughter, then that might have a little bit harder effect yeah. on it that, oh, I've seen your dad, Willie. Yeah, but yeah. if it's my son, son. How many times, I mean, I me growing up, I don't know what it's like in the modern world now, but I remember as, as growing up, I'd be in the bathroom, my dad would come in and I'd go out of the toilet. So it's not as if, you yeah. know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like it, 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 it's, it's the, way, the way his father and son dynamics are you know what I mean are you going to sit him down someday and say look son this is what yeah, I will do I will do one day maybe it's when he's about 13, 14 and he's getting in that puberty learning about things and if he did start searching I mean the whole world might be changed by then no, it'd be best to get ahead of it definitely. but I might turn around and say listen back in the day before you I did some adult movies. You might call them porn or whatever it's called at the time. Maybe something different. I've done some adult movies. I don't ever want you to search for us. Don't ever, but I did. If you did watch it, because I'm not going to be a, a, a stick in the mud, if you did come across it, if you were, uh, please just don't watch it. You don't need to. Yeah. I'm telling you now that I did it. So if you did come across it, it's not a shock. Off. Some of your friends said, your dad, yeah. my mum recognised yeah. your dad and said your dad was Definitely in adult movies. I would... I, I, I want him to answer back and go yeah no not a problem speaking of being recognised that must happen but also a really funny thing about this table that we're sat at now is that you're welcome I knew you before when did I meet you you met me before oh, you met yeah. me you met me when I was when you were a teenager oh, I wasn't man I didn't stop being a total like 20 well you know but I mean but like so that, that, yeah so go, come the Julia Ju- yeah, yeah. was was but Dave knew you because obviously Dave watches tons and no, tons of porn. Dave's first <laughs> words to me was, "Oh, nice to meet you. I've completed you." <laughs> I, I, I was like a computer game to him. So Dave, so Dave knew you from that world. Well, before, I'll tell you why though. And before you knew you, before because I knew you anyway. There's not. How did I, you? How, how, where, where, tell it. Tell me. How did you come across you, Simon? How did you come come across a cum? Right. I would have literally just watched porn, whatever it would have been, and you'd have been in it. And you're a Geordie, and I live in Newcastle, and I've never seen a Geordie ever. I was the only male, male, famous Geordie. It stands like apart from just you doing your performance, just a Geordie voice in porn stands out. Well, I didn't get asked to change the act. I did do a, do you know, um, Benefit Street, the the TV pro. It was a, it was a, it was a. A, a TV series Friends with Benefits that a real bit like yeah, we did that was what it was called is that Friends with Benefits yeah. Friends with Benefits that's what it's called and I had to be I had to be the main character and he was brummy so I had to put it I was like all old babs you yeah. know that type of thing you know ah yeah it's a, a fucking documentary but anyway so right so I would have, I would have seen you like and it, 
no offence, but you'd have just been another guy in porn. But your majority, I'm like, that fucking fella could live. So right where was here. the link? When, when, when you met this, how old like, did not, you speak to him first? No, 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 because I mean, I'd, I'd seen a few, like, and because uh, I wasn't looking for you or anything after, but you'd, you'd done loads of shit, so I mean, I watch porn, I'm not going to deny that. And uh, you crop up from time to time, I'm like, there's that fucking Jordy again. Right, so he, Michael, like, uh, I can't remember what it must have, what was the place you had before uh, you did the Jam Night at Coachman? Um, it was a Potter's Wheel. Potter's Wheel. So one night he said, uh, he put it on Facebook, I'm not doing the Potter's Wheel tonight, Cy Stevenson's cover. I'm like, I don't know Cy Stevenson, who's that? So I clipped on <laughs> Cy Stevenson. <laughs> I thought, because I was, do you know what, yeah, I do look around the other musicians and see what everybody else is doing, so I'm like, I don't know this fucking guy. So I clicked on it, and there's a video of you playing guitar somewhere, but... And you suddenly went... But it's the voice, it's the voice, it's like, there's some banter of you going, ah, I'm going to do this song next or whatever, or, the, you know, you want... And I'm like... And you were like, well, we said your penis went hard, you were like... No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I recognise that voice, like... It could that, is that, is that fucking... So I clicked on further, I'm like... I'm sure that's the guy from porn. So I met him, Michael, about two weeks ago. I seen him, or two weeks after it or something. Seen him somewhere. I'm like, you had. I was. I didn't know how to approach it. Like, (laughs) did you? You got somebody covering gig for you a few weeks ago. Fella called Simon. Si, and and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, did he? uh, Did he? Did he? I don't know how to how to say it. Like. And his face starts fucking. Oh, I'm I'm the his like start, he's like the fucking Joker. His his the, his mouth goes and the, the grins and he's like, I, I, I did what? Said, hey. go on. I'm like, did go he? On, uh, did he used to do something else. And he's like, yeah. What? What do you think he did? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, how many times have you ever? <laughs> so uh, yeah, he was going to be like, yeah, yeah. to just recognise Simon from his voice. That's mad, isn't it? On face, you must have watched a lot. You Simon. must have watched a lot. You must have seen all the greatest hits. Of course, I. Have. But because of you were living in Newcastle, it was a joy. That's not fourteen point nine million subscribers. <laughs> That's it's just you. Just <laughs> <Dave. laughs> I've got fourteen million accounts. The other nine hundred thousands. <laughs> the other Jordies. But uh, aye, so that was it. I was like, That's fucking weird. Yeah, what was your favourite scene of us? <laughs> There's one where you... Oh, hold on. Is that true? Oh, there's one I've told you this. There's one that sticks in my head because you're going around and you're fixing somebody's TV. The plot's ridiculous, man. You're like, nah, TV's not going to... Your TV's not working. And then she's like, she's like, well, what are we going to do now then? I'm like, I'll keep you entertained. It's, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous, like, and it's fucking... Speaking not, of that, by the way... Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry if you're not... Just check your figures recently. Unique subscribers. What one? Yeah, <laughs> but it was weird when I met you. Then I was like, I didn't know what I didn't know what to say to you. And you're like, you're like, nah, it's just a normal bloke. And I'm like, I but I, I don't think I don't even think it's because I knew you before it. Even I, I, I think even after it and everything, I, I haven't taught anyone anyway. I, I just think we just spoke about it, and it was never like it was never uncomfortable. You're, luckily, you're not I mean. like shy about it or anything. It's just uh, this. To be fair, this is probably the, this is definitely the most we've ever talked about it, and it's been right. an interesting cool. conversation. One thing I want to bring up though. Is, what are you pointing at me? What have I done this time? I don't know. He's, he's not the only porn I've seen. I don't believe <laughs> it. Anyway, um, is how, when did porn move from the guy coming, the, the plumber coming in and... Well, he's done that. I've seen the footage of it, but he's done the other stuff. To well, now, it's it's so incestuous, it's everybody shagging that sister and what, what happened just there? Just fashions, just fashions. That's all, that's who, but who, who, is, 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 is there really that many people who fancy their stepsister? Or whatever that are like looking for that, and then now it's everyone shags their mom, dad. dad. It, it's all that, though, isn't it? It's like, just fashion. It, it is just fashion. It, that's what it is. And it stems from the American market of it all. Like a lot well, of stuff. When I, when I was doing hustler and Playboy, it was always, as you said, like you know, like 
my step my stepdad's girlfriend or you know my 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 stepmom's left her knickers on the uh, in, uh, in the washing <laughs> basket and you know you get caught snip. It's just that's the fashion at the time. It'll change again. Yeah. You know, it's like the, when the girls first came out and had the false boobs and the big lips and the blonde hair and all of that and the bum plants. Now, if you look at porn, mostly it's all about the European girls, the naturals. But you yeah. know, it's just fashion. That's all it is. It'll go round and round. It's like always, music. It'll go round and round. So you know, it's I, always I do different. Have a list of your, your your movies here, like so. I'm trying to I'm trying to find some of the best. I mean, the, the, titles. The, anything you see online is not accurate though, because a lot of companies didn't also don't still put stuff online. There is still companies that only sell through Private, their own website. Yeah. So uh, well, there's 300 odd here. I'm just trying to find some good titles. Ratty's stepsisters, one of my favourites. Did you see Jesus that? Jesus Christ! What I mean? This is getting recorded. No, just... Yeah. <laughs> just no, no. <laughs> confessions. <laughs> confessions of a <laughs> confessions of a of hey, a sax player. All right then. <laughs> Who doesn't watch porn? Everyone watches porn. Everyone watches it. They. I'm saying I'm not bothered about it. I don't. I don't watch it. You you do. Oh, it. Do, you, do you watch porn? Not anymore. That's a great question. Though. Do you know why I don't? Because <laughs> you can don't you see through it. it. I can. I can. I, I, I'll be like that because I was a producer for the last sort of three four years of, of, of my career as well. I was like. Hmm, that angle's not very good. And yeah, you can see what. And the turn on. So you're critical. I'm critical, so I don't watch it. It's, do you know what? Is that like whenever you go and see somebody like singing and going, ah, when he, he can't oh, yeah, do that song or whatever? Is that the same sort of thing? Of course, you're it, like, is, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there could be odd things that I, if I did, I, 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 could, I, could, I could watch and, 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 and you know, get me wrong. Because I would go for my the thing that I would like, so I find the niche of it. But as a generic searching free yeah, porn yeah. and thinking on a site and just clicking on every video, I'd be like, that's not, not, not. And do you know what? And I'll tell you the God's honesty, this might sound funny to you, because the statistics, when again, when I become a producer, you have to learn about what's the most important things that people watch, and you learn that most guys on a 10 minute scene or a 40 minute scene will jump to 30 seconds of each position, and 90% of them click on the cum shot because that's what blokes like to watch. Yeah. Now, I would, because of, because of the, because of the porn industry, I'm one of them. If I if I went to go home now and wanted to watch porn and get myself off, I wouldn't be watch, looking for the way the girl looks, the way this. I want the story beforehand. What? Who could talk with them? I want the story. I like. So do you know when I was going? I like. I would like get the girl to look in. I want. I like. I like to know the the the, 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 the why they're doing what they're doing. But the build up was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The build up's part of it. Get to the point. The build. The build. The build. Yeah. But most, but I, I, that's me. So I wouldn't watch. So if, if I had to click on one and it was just straight into action, I'd be like off. I would want to know why they're doing that. So I want to. I would prefer to watch two minutes of the fucking actual action and fifteen minutes of actually why they got it. That is the fantasy for me now. That is what. Yeah, yeah. That that that. If I was to watch it, but did you enjoy acting bits then? That, that was the yes. I did. Like I that? didn't do the again. I'll put it straight. I didn't do the the, the sex part of it. Wasn't that we had a conversation about this? I was not about the sex. Yes, it was fun. I was getting paid and I was having sex with her at the time because I was knocked down. Beautiful women. But other than that, I loved the creation of it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably the musician part of you as well, I suppose. You know, like... And do, you, on, do you get... I mean, like... Do you get treated well on set? Like they put on like food for you oh, and shit like that. Or like, buffet. No, yeah, do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Is it like a finger buffet? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you get like looked after? They treat you well. Run to the lady garden. Well, that must change the higher up the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef sandwiches. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, yes. If you're doing the bread and butter porn, 
you know, you're in and out, you, do, you know, making a sandwich or whatever, you take food, but, you, right. but if you're going on a big movie for like artist banking and all the big stuff or, you know, the stuff that takes weeks and weeks to shoot, then you put them in five, I've been in five star hotels, I've been in villas, I've been in, you know, multi-million pound houses, I've been yeah. in lords and ladies' manors and all that type of stuff with it, because mm-hmm. obviously the high also, and then you're not only, you're, 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 you're giving, if you, if you, if they haven't put on catering, you're giving money to go and buy food, you've got taxi people who will just drive you around, runners for yourself, or you'll turn up for a set, and there'll be a room just full of anything you ever want. Oh, that must be Basically, a porn star is no different than being a movie star or, or, or a, a rock star. And when did you get to that level? Mm-hmm. Well, here's something for you. I don't know if you could ever do it. You ever thought about doing some real acting? I don't know if that would just... Well, I have. I, ha- I have. I've done, I've, I have done a bit of bits of real acting. I have dabbled in bits. I've done advertisements for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done little bits and pieces. Um, yes, I would love... We, me and Natalie talked about this the other day. I would love to go and do some real acting because I, I really do enjoy it. And, I'm, and I hold my hands up and think I actually... Do you think your career that you've had before would... Stop that from happening. Indirectly. Possibly, possibly yeah. in, in, in a big mainstream level. I might be able to go and do, you know, a local production movie or, mm-hmm. or something like that, but maybe it's in the main, main, mainstream world. Yeah. Um, uh, would stop us. Do you get recognized much? Yes. Do you? I mean, I is it always awkward or, or something? Is, is, is it people? It's just, a, it's just a mixture of all sorts. Most of the people that recognize you are the ones that's interested when they recognize you, the women. They are quite polite with it all. They're like, oh, brother, now you are, brother, now, you know, they're nice and ask genuine questions. When the guys, it's like, hey, yeah, oh, fucking hell, he's got a massive knob in, oh, I watched you fucking, you know what I mean? Um, but yes, it does, um, not as much now, because again, I'm hopefully fizzling out, but I would still say at least three or four times every month, somebody will go, yeah. I know you. Uh, and do you get people who are, uh, who are in, like, not embarrassed, but shy and don't come, but you can see them looking. Yes. That must happen yes. more. Yes, you get that. You'll get people looking, and, especially if I'm playing a gig, and then they'll be, mm-hmm. and then they look at the crotch. <laughs> look over the leg. You know, you, so you'll get that. You up the guitar just so they can get a better look at it. It's the tattoos. It's the stomach tattoos. That's the one. That, oh, that's, right. the, that's the famous part on us. Yeah. Because them stomach tattoos, them two birds are, are you know, that was their, that, that's the groin layer. Right, right on the money shot. Would you ever go back to it? No. No. Why not? Because I've gone through all that. It's done what it's done for us, me job-wise. Like, and, and, and it made us the money to where I, I can afford to be happy and comfortable now. Um, it also gives us the confidence I need. But I'm I'm an old-fashioned guy. I always wanted a family and to settle down. And unfortunately, I've, I'm not going to go into it, but I've, I've not been very no, not lucky with, with, with relationships. Um, and I've always just wanted to settle down and be a happy person. You That's all. Do both of them. And I know I'm just, I've got the stage now where the porn is, is that also I don't want to be a bend over and run journey where the, the fashion at the minute is, is the younger looking girls. I don't want to be grey haired, you know, on a movie shooting with a girl that looks like she's 19, 20 and Well, I know a guy who, uh, <laughs> who would love to do that sort of stuff. So great. I'll give you Graham's number. So yes, just we'll give, sort you out, So I, de- I don't want to do it again because I've done it. It's a chapter. And do you know what? And I said this to Natalie the other day. Main thing is, I left at the top. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to go. I'm not, not that I would go back into the bottom, but there's younger guys, fitter guys. Yeah. You know, I left at the top. Nobody can see anything about me now. Yeah. I didn't leave as I was falling down. I left at the top. So if anybody came up with me, oh, I'm a better performer than you, I go, I ain't bother. 
Oh, yeah. Do you want to see me awards to prove it? Yeah, do you want, you know, I don't need to prove anything anymore. So I left at the, the way. That's it, I'm done. It's a young man's game. Yeah. Shit, in that industry, that's the best place to you get know, yeah. it. It's a young man's game. Travelling, the amount of, you know, it's a hard, don't pardon the pun, but it's a hard job to do as a male before. Um, I can imagine. And it's I, I all, think it, I mean, in, I think it would be eight, eight kicks a week, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. We can all, we can all, you know, have sex in front of a, a friend you feel comfortable with. We can all have, you know, sex, you know, sex with, you, know, you can, we can all so probably get do them type of things if you, you know, if you've had a drink or you, you feel comfortable with every, we've all, we can all dabble in things like that. But there's a difference when you've got a bloke hanging around your neck holding the camera with yeah, your yeah. neck going, can you open your leg, mate? You know what I mean? And, you know, he's, he, you know, and he's video what I remember doing a scene in Mick Jagger's recording studio, right down in London. And it was six girls, and it was just an oral scene, but everyone's going, when they're seeing it, that must have been unreal to do. It was rock band scene, all that. That must have been unreal to do. And I was like, no, why is that? I says, well, where's the camera? Do you see me face? Other than the first bit when the girls are coming in. No, it's just a POV shot, point of view shot of your penis and the girls. And I went, so who's holding the camera? Are you not? No. Had a bloke. I'll show, I'll use Natalie as a demonstration. Come here. Told you this would happen. I've got a bloke, I'm sitting there with my legs open with the girls between my legs. Like that. Yeah. Oh, Breathing on you. It's horrible, aren't they? What are you having for tea? Trying to put us off, wind us up, just as a joke. Yeah. You having fun? So you, you imagine that, oh, you've got a bloke coming over going, you open your legs, man. Yeah. I can't see the angle of the camera, you know what I mean? So it's a very hard job and it's all in there. Yeah. Well, I think we'll take it over your time, but since we've had special guest Graham here, thank you, by the way. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. Are you want to ask Simon anything before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. How many guitars do you have? <laughs> I think it's best, it, it's somewhere in the late 70s now. How many amps? No, not what age is Graham, how many guitars do <laughs> <laughs> Amps, I don't know exactly, but I'm probably thinking about between 17 and 20. That's a lot. But that's been lucky. That's again from all of this, what we're talking about, music yeah. and the porn. I've been lucky enough to make the money and I've invested yeah, yeah. in, in, in a, what, yeah. I'm, what I'll have a pension or a future for me or my son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, family or amateurs, yeah. Well, thank you very much for doing this. It's thank been you. fucking class. Yeah. That's been class. Thanks for Graham coming down. Also, thanks, uh, Natalie. Thank, thank you, man. Cheers.